Lovely to be back again. Um, I think, was I here in December? Yeah, so it's good, really good to be back. And as I shared then, because we've gone into five what we call in communities, like congregations in our church, we, we've got a uh, lot, lot more kinship with you now because it's no longer sort of visiting from like the, the mothership uh, with the comforts of our big crowd on a Sunday. Last week I was uh, with Steve actually, who I'll introduce, who's come with me. We were down in Medway Valley, um, which is Burham and Walden, uh, little villages out in Medway. Last week, weren't we, and it was a similar sort of size crowd and the team there that are leading. And so coming here this time, is, it's really like, you know, being, being amongst your people and uh, really, really know that, that sense of being what you're doing really, which is pioneering, trusting God for, for the kind of breakthrough. But it's, but it's hard work because it's, it's very different. And we're, we're experiencing that again now, that when, when you're, you're spread a bit more thinly, you can't rely on the same old people. And you notice it more, don't you, if there's people away, um, people are not well, or if people are you know, busy with work, or these days, sport, and it on a Sunday morning we were talking in the car, suddenly you're like, oh, you know, is it going to work? Is Jesus still alive? Is the Spirit still going to turn up? So we're, you know, our, we're praying like you are. Come on, God, let's build, build these groups, build these communities, congregations, and build Sittingbourne. So I'll introduce uh, Steve. I will, we'll go along. So Steve, um, give us a wave, Steve. So uh, St- Steve's been my um, like travelling companion in the last few weeks. Actually, we've been visit we've visited Medway Valley. We've visited the the community we've got in Who, on the peninsula in Medway, and um, obviously here here today. So great to have you with us, Steve. This is Nat. Give us a wave, Nat. And um, be thankful that it's, it's only one of the twins, identical twin. Joel uh, is not here today. He's he's is he leading worship in? Is he? Where is he? Chatham. So he's in the oh, Rochester community, yeah. So otherwise, we, you, you wouldn't, you'd struggle to tell them apart. You really would. They're, they're that identical. Um, but I, I can confess I've now learnt at a glance who's who. Not only have I learnt uh, visually, I've learnt audibly, haven't I? We've, we've tested it where I've, I've gone blind and then different ones will speak from different positions and I can tell who it is now just by voice. So I've, I'm like at the level of their parents probably, nearly. Higher, <laughs> yes. So uh, this is Nat, and then uh, Izzy as well. Give us a wave, Izzy. So uh, Izzy's part of the the team at Ro- the Rochester community, which is meeting in in the building that we own, the Jasper Centre. And uh, Izzy's also on lead as well, aren't you? And so been really getting stuck in there and uh, getting involved. So thanks for coming with us, team together coming with me so we're going to pray for you all a bit later because I know we're talking about prayer you're you're doing a season of prayer aren't you and teaching on prayer and today I'm going to be talking about what it means to pray apostolically even I had to think about that praying apostolically you know what's what's that that's what we're going to be talking about and at the end we're going to pray for you because this is a large part of it about about praying beyond ourselves so I'm going to ask the team to come up and and pray some prayers of of the Apostle Paul uh, over you and over Sittingbourne a little bit little bit later so let's um let's start to think about this Right now, shall we? So there's, there's loads of verses we could kick off with, but I'm just going to read a couple of verses from Romans 1. And, but I'm going to dart about all over the place. But this is, this is an example of a prayer 
from the Apostle Paul. And there's a lot in here we could touch on, and we, and we will indeed touch on some of the things mentioned. But I'll just read this. This is verse 8 of Romans 1, and then we'll just literally read two verses here. Uh, Paul says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing... I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow, by God's will, I may now at last succeed in, in coming to you. And there's, there's lots of examples of, of the Apostle Paul particularly praying, but we'll mention some other people, not just the Apostle Paul this morning, in Scripture. And, and just in that little bit there, because like, we're thinking about what, what, would, what would an Apostle pray like? What would Jesus pray like? Because he is the great apostle. Because if, if we know how they would pray, then, you, then we can think, well, if I model myself a little bit on Jesus, the great apostle, and other apostles, probably I'm going in the right direction in my prayer life. So even there, you've got thankfulness in the first verse there. You've got Jesus Christ and faith in him mentioned. You've got ser- serving of God like serving with your whole heart, witnessing. You've got mentioning people in prayer, but yet without ceasing. I don't know how that works. Mention something sounds like short, like takes you 10 seconds. Praying without ceasing sounds like you're doing it a lot. So from that, you can, you can kind of take encouragement and challenge that we should be praying a lot, like constantly without ceasing, as in not once a month. Um, we should be praying on and off, but... It's also encouraging in that you don't always have to do a 10-minute prayer. It's okay to mention people and situations. And you can mention a lot of stuff in five minutes. So if you want to pray all over the place and touch on stuff, you haven't always got to pray like, you know, with, with deep anguish until you feel a breakthrough. That is definitely an important kind of prayer that you can move into and do from time to time. But mentioning stuff in 30 seconds is good so if you're feeling I don't have much time in the mornings I'm going off to work to school to uni I can't do this hour-long devotional time people talk about then why not start with five minutes like read a bit of verse how long did it take us to read those two verses like 20 seconds and then just pray them a bit use some examples out of what you read start praying that that is, that is the beginnings of praying apostolically. And so we're going to think about a bit more detail. What is it? We've already started on that. What does it do if we pray apostolically? And then how do we do it? Are there some other sort of quick take-homes that we can use? So here we go. So first of all, praying like an apostle is to pray from, first of all, relationship with God, enjoyment of God, a sense of connection to him. So if you don't know Jesus, it's really difficult to pray like an apostle because it all comes out of that connection that you have with him. And so when you look at the way in which Jesus prayed, and we do have an example of the great apostle Jesus praying in uh, John 17 in the New Testament, that chapter is all about the love that he has for the Father it's, it's all about the glory that he shares with the Father. And it's all about unity that he has with the Father and that he wants us 
his, his followers he wants the church to come into. And so this, it's like we're looking in on the prayer life of the great apostle and you see at the centre of it all is, is love and affection and joy. And so when we're praying, we have to remember that prayer and apostolic isn't, isn't just like banging a load of prayers out for stuff that's going on over there in the world. It's, it's, it's approaching a family member. It's approaching our Heavenly Father. We're his children. He loves us. And Jesus has already prayed an apostolic prayer for you, for me, for us, which is that we would know and share that glory and that joy and that love and that unity so you can be confident that that prayer will be answered. Jesus' prayer will be answered completely, fully, and we will see the completion of that we know in eternity. But we can like start moving into it now. And so the affections of the heart are really important. So I just want to underline that one. So pray like an apostle means that you have a relationship with God and you're investing into that in some way. Secondly, it means that we're praying with thankfulness. So... Loads of times you see it in the Apostle Paul, Paul he, he starts off with, with, we thank God for you. I thank God for you all the time. Philippians 1 verse 3. So praying with thankfulness is saying, we know in Scripture you've got, to, you've got to include in the way in which you approach God. It's not just moaning, it's not misery, it's not worrying out loud. It's coming thankful for what you have and who you are in God and what he's given you and who he is. Thirdly, you pray informed by scriptures, informed by the Bible, revealed truth. So Acts 4 verse 25, you've got, you've got this prayer of the believers. So Peter and John have been imprisoned. They get out. When they come back, this is in the beginnings of the early church, there's a prayer meeting going on and, and that, that those apostles are involved with it. And they start to pray and they refer to Psalm 2. So that it kicks off in scripture in Acts 4 by saying, God, you spoke by the Holy Spirit back in the day. You said, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? It's Psalm 2. So they're using scripture. So using the Bible is a way to pray apostolically. And we're going to be doing that a little bit later, praying over you. Um, Praying by the Spirit, fourth thing, praying apostolic means praying by the Spirit means that we are knowing that we're, we're not just making it all up, but we're trusting that God will lead us and guide us and somehow inflame our prayers. But we also will, like we did this morning, pray in tongues. And so the Apostle Paul, he said that I pray in tongues more than all of you, Corinthians 14. 14 to 15, 1 Corinthians 14. And so he says, I pray in tongues, I pray in the spirit, and I pray in my own language. So if you want to be like an apostle, do all of it. In Ephesians 6, he goes on to teach, he says that, that pray in the spirit in, with all kinds of prayers. So my, the, the, the hunches the Apostle Paul was probably doing that. Yeah, he wasn't just praying in tongues all day, and he wasn't just praying about his problems all day. He wasn't just doing one kind of prayer. Uh, Paul was likely praying in tongues. He was praising, celebrating, singing. He was, he was probably praying deep, painful prayers, as well as quick, lots of mentioning things, all the time. So do that, you're already behaving like an Apostle. Glory. Um, doesn't sound too hard, does it? It is, we know it is. Um, next thing is you, you pray about big things and it leads into the next thing. You pray about small things. So we sometimes think 
apostles probably only prayed about massive things. If I want to pray like an apostle, I'm always praying that mountains will move or something like that. What about my, you know, little problem at work that I've got? You, you find both, both are there. So you, 1 Timothy 2 verse 1 uh, is make sure you pray for authorities, governments and kings. We're told to do that. So, again, presumably, the apostles did do that. They prayed for nations and rulers. But then also, you've got this very personal affection and connection with the churches. So, let's not forget that, that the New Testament is mostly a lot of letters written to either individuals or churches. And when you look through, there's a lot of detail there. And, and sometimes, even detail down to... I, I, I wish those two women would get on with each other. Um, or it's, it's talking to, at the, in that context, it's talking to a master and a slave and saying, look, master, don't treat him like that. Welcome him back as a, as a, as a brother. It's getting involved in the detail. So I, I bet that, that Paul would have prayed about a lot of those situations and mentioned them in prayer. And, th- and they might seem small compared to praying for governments and nations, but we know before God, bo- both are very, very important. The kingdom of God is coming through the everyday, not just through the kind of global events and situations and church, churches and church plants and things you can pray for. So we pray about big things, we pray about small things, and then we pray with others. We pray with others. So Paul often talks in, in plural. He often says, we, we were praying. Uh, when you look at some of the, the, the verses and prayers he prayed. So praying with others, if you want to pray like an apostle, is really important. Don't just pray by yourself all the time. So it's an encouragement to make sure we get together with other believers. So yes, here today prayer meetings that you have, um, when we gather together in bigger groups across our family of churches, when you get together with others, you are in the flow of what the apostles would have done. A big part of their prayer life would be connecting with others. It's, it's not just praying by yourself alone in the closet with the door shut. A vital part of growing as a believer is to be with others and you combine your prayers together. We'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. And then, and this is where it's really going, this is in this section of what is it? It's praying beyond yourself. So praying apostolically would at heart be not just getting caught up in, in your own situations, your own life, but, but pushing yourself to pray about other people's lives, situations, churches, Nations, so you're going way beyond. You're you're touching the globe from your own bedroom. You're reaching beyond your own heart, our own hearts and minds. You know, miners. We're caught up in our own stuff, aren't we? Our own, our own challenges and problems locally, stuff in our own family, stuff we're going through. It's easier to pray about that. But praying apostolically, you see, there's this sense where there was always a concern for other people, and so. It is about going beyond. This is a big part of it. Um, Terry Virgo, who was the father figure of New Frontiers, which Relational Mission was birthed out of, he's a great man of prayer. And anyone that had travelled with him would often say that they woke up in the morning, if they shared a room with him, to find him sitting at the end of the the bed or sitting on a chair praying. And he he was one of these... Sadly, unique people, 
God bake us all like that, who faithfully would pray for two or three hours a day and be in the Word. Didn't even matter if he was travelling. And they said praying with him would often be an experience when he'd, he'd say, come round or come, come round for a, a session we can pray together. And being in his office, and there'd be map on the wall and it would be like praying round the world. And many people said that their, their growth in prayer came from being with someone, being with an apostle with a small a, not a Bible apostle, a small a apostle, um, rather than a capital A writing the Bible apostle. Being with an apostle like Terry Virgo in prayer had shaped them and had changed their lives because they'd learned how you pray, how you get into God's presence. And it had been like a whistle-stop tour and they'd say, we prayed into the Middle East and we're, this person's mentioned, that person's mentioned, this family, this situation. And suddenly your eyes are open to the world and what God is doing globally. So this, this is what it's about, praying beyond, praying apostolically. And just, just to press pause there a minute, an apostle is someone that is sent. The word means sent out. It means someone that's sent to teach to establish churches to lay foundations it's someone who's on the on the move in some kind of way someone that is able to trigger all the other activities and gifts that often grow up in the in the church so when we're thinking about praying apostolically we're thinking about this foundation laying gift right so what does it actually do so if if you do all that if we do all that what, what does it actually do? And this is re- it's really simple. I'm going to give you like an A to E, right? So it's going to start with A. So first of all, it aligns your mind with God's mind. If you do it, it aligns you. Romans 12, 1 to 2 says, Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, is good and pleasing and perfect will. So... As you, as you pray in all the ways we've just unpacked, it will, it will align you more and more with, with, with God's mind. You start to think like God because you're moving into the concerns of God. I want to do that. I'm sure you do too. So that's A. B, it broadens your perspective. It broadens your perspective because it avoids getting stuck with a tunnel vision with a parochial, local, small mindset, and it stops you focusing on the temporary. Because we, we live in a, in a now, in a tangible world, and we're all thinking about what we're doing later today, and what we're going to have for lunch, and what we've got to do this week. It's all about the now, isn't it? Whereas God is not concerned just about the now. God has a perspective that stretches on for eternity. And so we're, we're told in Scripture... Numbers of times, make sure that you think about heavenly things, that you think forwards a long way, because what you do now makes a difference for eternity. What we do now is like an investment into eternity. So scriptures like Colossians 3 verse 2, fix your eyes on heavenly things. So it, brought, it broadens you if you pray and go beyond and that's a good thing. That's like one of the keys to a more joyful, meaningful Christian life is to go beyond and to have this eternal perspective. So that's B. C is it connects your heart or your emotions to what is valuable in God's eyes. So 
you must have had this experience when you, when you hear about something from a distance or on a bit of paper you think oh that's not, not so good you hear about something on the news you see it you think oh that's painful if it's tragic stories of what's going on in the other, other parts of the world but if you visit those places and you go there and you meet people your heart feels even more invested into it if you then give money for example if you give money into a situation or a friend locally it's like you're, you're connected it's like you've, you've somehow joined yourself and it's made you a lot more interested it's somehow captured your emotions so when we, when we pray it's the beginnings of that hearing something from a distance or reading about it on a bit of paper you know a need in another church, a need in Medway, or for us, a need in Sittingbourne, or what's happening in one of the families here. It, it touches you, but once you start praying, suddenly you're interested. I wonder how they're doing. I wonder if that, that person got through that season. I wonder if that person was healed, because I've been praying for them. I've prayed for them every month for a year. I'm really interested to know what's happening. So it will connect your heart and your emotions to what's valuable in God's eyes. And is it good to do it? I think it is, because there's that scripture where we're told in, in the Gospels, what, what, you, what you treasure, that is where your heart will be. So if you, if you invest into something, it's like you're putting your, your treasure into it. You're, you're investing, you're connecting, your heart will follow so if you, if you give money, your treasure goes there, your heart will go there as well. So what you spend money on shows often where your heart is. If you invest a lot into something, you're probably really interested in it. You know, people have spent loads, won't they, on their hobby. Their heart's in it. That's the point. So put prayers in, your heart will start to get in it. So aligns you, broadens your perspective, connects your heart, and then delivers a return. So it's like investing or sowing a seed in that it actually does something this, what, what, this is all in that what will it do so when you, when you expend your soul in prayer there is a return that comes at some point in some way to the person, to the situation but also to, to you in terms of your own growth and somehow expansion and maturing in God. Luke 16, there's a, there's a strange parable about the shrewd manager. Uh, it's a complicated one. It's all about this guy doing something that it looks a bit, it looks a bit kind of unethical what he's doing. He's like trying to save money and taking money off different people in order to kind of help himself later, you know, make friends with different people by doing them financial favours. And as I do that, it's going to help me later on. And Jesus says, that's the kind of attitude you, you've got to have in life when it comes to following me you're kind of you're doing things in order to make friends and influence people but for the kingdom of god and as you as you invest into that people will be influenced that's the point things will happen there will be a return on it in some way so that's de- it delivers a return and then it affects actual change and transformation to the individual. So the delivers a return is more about what you're, what you're receiving back, as it were, in terms of your own maturity. But affecting change, we know happens because we're told again and again, like James 4, if you don't ask, you won't receive. So we're told, if you don't pray, it might not happen. So have you asked? 
Have you prayed for that situation beyond? We're told Luke 18, persevere in prayer like the faithful widow, wid- widow who's banging on the door. Are you banging on the door repeatedly for somebody else other than you and other people and other situations? Uh, this is a challenge to me. John fourteen thirteen, whatever you ask, you will receive. So it's going to affect change. If you ask, it's going to, going to be done. That's how Jesus said it. You think, I'm not seeing that. I ask, it should happen. Why not? We're invited into that journey to persevere and to, to see that become reality. 2 Corinthians 1.11, the Apostle Paul said, I, I need you, and as you pray, you will be helping me. The, the prayers of many will help me in my trials and my imprisonments and my, my pushing the gospel forward. You will help to, to see doors opened that the gospel may go out. So there's your A to E, aligns your mind with God's, broadens your perspective, connects your heart to what's valuable in God's eyes. It delivers a return to you in terms of your maturity and it also affects change in situations. And finally, I'll give you a couple of bullet points. How do you do it? I won't take long on these, but you, you, you use examples in the Bible. So use examples that you find in the Bible, in Jesus, in Paul, some of the stories in Acts, how did they pray? I'll just copy it and use the same words. You'll be praying like an apostle by doing that. Form a habit. So in terms of growing in your relationship, we've got a form a habit of praying regularly. Praying regularly by yourself at a particular point. So when do you do that? When in the car? When in the morning, when at night, when it over meals, you know, when, when's the habit? You've got to, it's got to become part of your routine. Structure it. Use a diary or a notebook because then you can plan what you're going to pray for because you don't always remember, do you? And so I know in, in my, my shed, I've got like a cabin in the garden. I've got loads of journals that I've used over the years and some of them have literally, I've written down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, up to Sunday and each day there's different things to pray for and I've specifically put in, or I've not been very good on it in the last few months, but I've specifically put in praying for different church plants, different people, different situations beyond um, not just my own stuff. So in each day I'm strategically picking up different prayer points. Do that. You have to do that because our our brains don't always go there. Have visual aids. So maps, thinking of the example of Terry Virgo, have a map. Put stuff on the wall like prayer points. Put up printouts. I do have this in my shed as well. Printouts of verses like some of the prayers from scripture because if, if, you go, if you pray regularly and I'm sure some of you do in that manner, you know, like in the mornings sometimes you're like that, aren't you? You're like, what, oh, help me today God yeah, bless this, bless that you, you, it takes you a while to get into it if you've got stuff around you or on the wall you open it up or you look at it I, I stare at the wall and there's all these verses coming at me and I just start Thank, thank you, God. Some of them are thankful verses. So make sure you have visual aids. And then include it in prayer meetings together and attend prayer meetings. So, so that's why going to prayer meetings with other people is so important, whether it's Hope Church prayer meeting, whether it's what we do, the RM Enough prayer meetings. We do it because it's a really good thing to get into an environment where you're hearing about 
what's going on around more widely and you're being, in a way, not forced, but drawn into praying for situations beyond yourself. And I, I need to do it. So I don't always think, yeah, oh, great, oh, it's a, it's a prayer meeting or it's enough or it's our church prayer meeting. I've been waiting all week. Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's a prayer meeting tonight. But when you get in there and I start hearing, like last week, like we've been getting our different congregations to lead each prayer meeting, they start sharing about what's going on or like someone became a Christian down in the, the who one or they start sharing about needs there. My heart is drawn to it. And, I, and nine times out of ten, I'll leave encouraged, built up, challenged, like, happy. You know what I mean? I don't know what happens on the one out of ten. I was having a bad day or something. But mostly you leave encouraged and built up. And then finally, get information. So you get it in prayer meetings. But if you don't know what's going on, you won't know how to pray. So new, a newsletter. You're signed up for the Relational Mission Prayer Warrior update there's i'm involved in helping to put that together sign up you get private emails that are sent to people that want to commit to pray for what's going on behind the scenes in rm um you're you can sign up if you want to be part of that let me know i can give you the details um the persecuted church is two or three organizations that will highlight situations in conflict areas of the world where christians need your prayers um connecting up with events if you go to a christian event Chances are you'll hear about something beyond yourself. Pray about it. Gives you a bit of like fuel for your own prayer times. And then keep your eye on what's going on locally. So we're connected. We're connected with churches around, aren't we? Medway, there's Faversham, other churches in Kent and Sussex. Um, we, this is like our wider family. So what's going on? Where can I, what news can I find out? Uh, getting updates, occasional visits. So anywhere you can broaden and go beyond yourself will help you to pray like an apostle. So there we go. Is that helpful? Give you some uh, practical to do. So we'd love to pray for you in closing. Um, and we thought, really, let, let's pray for you like apostles as we go. So um, I'm going to uh, invite the team. Maybe we come up here. Let's get Steve and Nat and Izzy up. Let's welcome them. <laughs> And, um, and, we, and so we, we've got some verses, some prayers of the apostles that we're going to pray over you all and over Sittingbourne, if that's all right, just to do what we've been talking about one by one and trust God that, that these will put, become reality for you. So let's do it. Go for it. You start. I'm just going to read a bit of scripture. Colossians uh, 1, 11 to 14. I'll just read it to pray. So for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. I will continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his, of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may have a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. I pray that you will be bearing you through in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so you may have great endurance and patience. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share an inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Thank Amen. you, Father, that you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son we love, Amen. in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Amen. 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 Uh, in Jesus' name, I'm praying from Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. Um, in Jesus' name, uh, sitting born, 
may you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yeah. May you receive deep and personal and intimate insight into who the Lord is. Sitting born, may the eyes of your heart and the very center and core of your being be flooded with the light of the Holy Spirit. Sitting born, receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Sitting born, know and cherish the hope to which you have been called in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. May you know, sitting born, the unlimited and surpassing greatness of who God is. Yeah. Amen. 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 I'm going to uh, read from uh, Acts 2, 17 to 21. I'm not going to read all of it, just a bit that I think is relevant. Uh, and I'm obviously going to insert your local area into parts of this scripture. In the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, mm. in sitting room yeah. and surrounding ends. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy in and around Amen. Yes, Lord, do it. Yeah. Your yeah. young men shall see visions. Yeah. Your old men shall dream dreams Let in and around yeah. and the local area. On my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And Amen. prophesy in sitting room and around the local area. I pray for divine appointments as well yeah. for the leadership and for the community here. Yeah. I pray for bridge building, Lord, bridge building between uh, shopkeepers and local people with yeah. this community. I pray for wisdom and discernment for the leadership here. Father, I pray for the scripture that I've read out, Lord, to to happen, Lord, that there would be a prophetic, uh, a, a prophetic yeah. voice here from yeah. this community yes, Lord. out yeah. into the local area. Yeah. Father, I speak multiplication as well yeah. over this community. Thank in you, the Lord. Name yeah. of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' amen. name. Yeah, amen. amen. Yeah, so we, we pray, Lord, for the, uh, for the fulfillment, Lord, of, of each of these words. We're praying, Father, for your grace upon this church here and upon this whole area, Lord. And we, we ask that, that you would raise up uh, men and women, children, young people, teens of, of prayer. And that as they're going through this season, we, we ask, give them like that heart, that spirit of prayer, that at the end of this, this little season, people are going to say, I've grown in prayer, I've grown in faith in prayer or passion for prayer, I've, I've seen prayers answered. So we ask, Lord, not just for them, their maturity, but, Lord, for the good of the people round here, of what's going to come. Lord, we're believing for growth because that's what you want, Lord, growth of individuals, families and this church, Lord, that you're going to add in because the gospel goes out and because people pray and because barriers are coming down and restrictions and limitations are going to be pushed back. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Back to you. Bless you guys and girls. Good to be with you.